Oh, and welcome to Nolo Time, episode 56. My name is Hobbit Valesin, back from San Diego Comic-Con. It's the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. What's good, Nolo Time? Good to be back with you guys. Wow, did I have an amazing time, and I cannot wait to dive into my storytelling of everything that happened out there, guys. I know you guys were following on social media, so you saw a lot of the stuff that, that I put out there, as I told you guys, but there's a lot that I did not share, uh, especially after uh, Saturday. I, I didn't really post much, and that, that was intentional because I wanted to give you guys a full in-depth reaction here on the show, so I can't wait to dive into it. Yeah, Joel, you left me monologuing last week. It was <laughs> fun, though. It was fun. I got, to, I got to pick a few tracks that I really like and just made a a special music episode for our listeners and unfortunately the because it's music it's not on youtube and i will not post it on youtube by any means i don't want i don't want the channel to get hit so if you guys want to check that out make sure to um go and check it out on soundcloud uh, but joel first thing i gotta ask you man the biggest news from comic-con dragon ball super broly Movies coming out, Broly's canon, Joel. That's it's right. So it's over. Shut the podcast down. That's it. <laughs> Drop the mics. Yeah. Let's talk Let's some more. Go <laughs> That's it. Nice episode, yeah. guys. Because we'll see you next time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was that was a huge reveal, and there was a lot of Dragon Ball activations out there. So I knew that it was going to be big when they dropped the trailer officially for it. Um, across the Marriott, which is right next to of the convention center right kind of connected to the convention center um they had a huge dragon ball um poster right across promoting the movie and then behind the convention center they also had a dragon ball experience that i did not get to do because the line was just too long um but i did get to walk by and see some of the the dragon ball statues and whatnot they had out there it was pretty cool but yeah man that trailer is awesome uh i i, I think that that's gonna be so solid I, I was hyped just for Dragon Ball just being there because the presentation of it, you know. But yeah, dude, the trailer just sold us. They they spend the money. That trailer yeah. that's that trailer was money. They they really are spending money money in in, in the animation and they they're going above and beyond. Right. This is not a standard Dragon Ball Super episode. This was not. This is something like it goes beyond. It look it looks really pretty. Of course, Akira Toriyama is really involved with the project. Um, I, I'm I can't wait. Uh, I I know that this is I know that we're probably going to get the movie here locally through either Fathom events or it could just be at the IMAX because the movie is going to be out on IMAX in um, in January of uh, 2019. It comes yep. out December 14th in Japan uh, and January 19th here. No, no specific day yet on January, but I was so excited to watch that trailer and actually see that they actually spend money on it. Uh, it looked really nice, and I also saw the trailer for the other three movies, uh, Dragon Ball Z movies that they're remastering and and they're coming to the movie theaters. That's already on the Fathom event site, um, and it's Broly. It's the original Broly movie. Um, which is it? I have it on DVD. It's actually pretty decent, uh, and I can't remember the other the other two movies um, uh, that are coming out alongside that one. I think it's it's Fusion Reborn, uh, which is one of the later uh, DVC movies. I think the twelfth movie, if I'm not wrong. 
and and then there's another one, but I forgot which one it was. But um, but I watched the trailer and the the remastered version of it. It looks really really nice. So uh, it holds up, animation holds up. So um, I haven't watched that movie in a few years. So I may just crack the DVD and just give it a watch. Um, but yeah, Jill just uh, poking around. But I think that this was the like the big thing that started trending for Comic Con was the this reveal on uh i think yeah. tuesday afternoon so yeah yeah it was a big one man uh early on so it was a nice way to start off the con with some some on a positive note yeah yeah definitely uh i, I don't know joe i don't know if you want to do like a day by day thing or do you want to yeah. talk like okay yeah go ahead dude because you yeah I'm, I'm sure you have tons to talk about yeah oh my gosh so um you know first of all you know, I want to say before I get down into the con, when I first came in to San Diego, because I got in on uh, the Monday, the week of, which was last week, Monday, I, I landed in and it was in the, the evening. Fun, fun adjusting to the, 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 the California time. I think I'm still adjusting now back to the here in Central Florida. But, uh, you know, what was really cool about when I first landed, and I said this on, on the Facebook Live and the Instagram Lives that I did, was uh, how awesome it was to see even the airport right away then leading into the city as you're driving out um all the different promotions for comic-con you know you hear people say that it's like a super bowl and it really is it's it's the super bowl of fans it's it's as big as it gets it's as big as they come and they I, I love that san diego recognizes that so from the second you land you come in uh, right, literally, I'm I'm picking up my bag from the bag drop off, and I literally take a left, going right up the elevators, um, and right there, instantly on the elevators, the Conan Zone and Comic Con. Wel welcome to Comic Con 2018 banners all across, um, straight off the airport coming in. So you really feel welcomed into the convention, which is so awesome. And then the second you're driving out from the airport to uh, throughout the this the the main downtown areas of the city you actually had these banners and it was leading on this, the road that leads directly to the convention center. Cause my, the airport and the convention center is not very far from each other. It's I'd say maybe uh, seven minutes away uh, of a difference the most. Oh, um, that's pretty, that's pretty close. Yeah. Really close. So I got a nice hotel, not right, right, right off right in between there. So everything was really quick and nice, but uh, you know, what, with the way it was from the airport throughout the city leading right to the convention center, on its way, you had these banners saying, Welcome to Comic Con. On the other side was uh, Avengers Infinity War banners. So, even though Marvel wasn't technically there because for their typical Hall H panel, Marvel was very present in their marketing. And they really were pushing pushing the advertisements for uh, Avengers Infinity War. So, obviously, that's going to be coming out in Blu ray in a matter of a couple weeks. Um, but that was that was pretty cool. But anyways, jumping right into it, Thursday was the first day. Wednesday's preview night. I did not go to preview night. I had every night but preview night, and I have to be honest with you, Obed, I regret that I didn't do preview night. I, I should have bought the pass for that because I I had, I had, was fortunate enough that when I got in to buy these tickets, I was able to actually buy for four days because you know how that lottery is. It, it, sometimes people just get one day and they're happy. I was fortunate enough to get four, um, which is great for the first time, but I, I, I should have got preview night when since I had the chance and, uh, you know, just just getting in from the first day on Thursday into Comic Con, I got there um, a little after seven in the morning, uh, and and the convention didn't open until nine uh, nine a.m. They advertised nine thirty. They opened the doors at nine. Uh, they let the lines of people in, and Thursday was technically the 
the you know the smallest day of the convention in a sense and i instantly learned from then i will from that first day i'm not gonna be able to do everything i want to do because it's just physically impossible to yeah. get around outside of the convention center is uh all the experiences and i'll get into that a little bit and then inside the convention center you have the exhibit hall and all the panels so you really it's it's not like you just have it's not like Disney World where you can just kind of, oh, I'm going to go to this land and this thing. You have to physically be able to go blocks of walking to get to experiences to then run back into panels to then run back to the exhibit floor. And when you're on the exhibit floor itself, it's so crowded, you've got to give yourself a good hour just to get from one side to the other. I'm not even joking with wow. you. Uh, that, 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 that wild. But the first thing I did, Obed, I went straight to ballroom uh, – sorry, not ballroom uh, – uh, room ballroom six bcf or something cr crazy like that or whatever that was where star wars the clone wars is gonna have its panel and i really wanted to obed get into the marvel games panel but i would it was it became down to a choice of either or and i would have had to, i'm not even making this up i would have had to have slept outside just but, to make it in for the marvel games yeah but to be honest with you nothing really exciting came out of that marvel uh games panel so you made yeah. the right choice. That that's what made me feel good. Like in the end, when I ended up looking up afterwards, I was like, "Well, wasn't really any of a reveal, really that much or anything." Where the Star Wars thing, on the other hand, was a fantastic choice that I went to. That yep. I had to sit through the panel before, um, just to have a seat. They don't clear the rooms, so you basically have to get there early, go to the panel before, just to make it to the panel that you really want to get to. Um, or if not, you'll literally have be sitting all the way with your back against the wall, and that room was. Full, not a seat empty. Um, people waiting outside to get in. Thankfully enough, I was within the first few rows in the front because I got there early enough. Um, and uh, I got in there, and Filoni comes up. Uh, you have Ahsoka, um, the voice of Ahsoka, uh, Ashley Eckstein. Yeah, uh, I've seen yeah. that. Uh, uh, she used to go to all the Star Wars weekends when that happened here at the Hollywood Studios. Uh, I saw her like four years in a row because uh, I, I went. To Star Wars weekends, like five years in a row. Yeah, and and I think I saw her every time that that I went. She was there, so she was a big deal. Yeah, she yeah she she was there, and fans really love her. So you know, really yeah. happy to see her there. You had um, the voice of uh, of Anakin Skywalker. I forget the actor's name. Pardon me, guys, but uh, he was there. You also had the composer for the show also there, um, and then you had also. The, I want to say she's the producer of the show, um, but you know, really just the financial side of you know how much she was explaining how much money they could pay to to have this amount of CG of ships and this and that. It was really interesting. But the basic premise for this panel, Obed, was that it was supposed to be a ten year anniversary. It's been ten years since the first season of Star Wars: The Clone Wars, and to kind of walk through some of the cool stuff that that happened and some of the stuff that was going to happen when the show was canceled. So we got to see some of the cool original concept art and then we got to see some cool, some, some clips from the show. And then we got to see some promotional stuff and Filoni was explaining what he was going to do with the show. And you're seeing the stuff with, uh, with Darth Maul that he was going to do stuff. He was going to do with Chewbacca and the Wookiees and like these different stuff that you were like, Oh my gosh, you were going to connect these things. It was just, Phenomenal. And I'm, I'll be honest, I'm sitting here. I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, I'm getting emotional about sitting here about a show that's been canceled. And I'm like, it's like a nostalgia thing. But Obed, 
at the very end, we get the big reveal where Filoni says, well, you know, glad you all are here and how much you love the show. And you know, there's not a day that goes by where I don't get tweets from people saying, um, you know, I, I can, can you save, save the Clone Wars, save the Clone Wars. He's like, I hope they listen. And then he's, the, the lights black out. We get the trailer that most of you hopefully saw online. If you didn't, go check it out. Uh, where essentially it's the reveal of hashtag Clone Wars saved. And the room erupted. We all had a standing ovation. People throwing their lightsabers up in the air. <laughs> you know, this, this this lady was pat was dressed as a as pat as a not pat as Leia right in front of me. You know, screaming. Everybody was just so into it. Uh, so I, I know that show is going to be huge success. It shows that Disney realized the mistake they made when they canceled it um, because they came in and said, "Oh, we're going to do Rebels instead." But they realized there's so much love for that show, and Rebels yeah. was. Kind of hit or miss with the fans. I like the show. Uh, it's fine, but but uh, there were some people who had issues. So glad the Clone Wars is back and, and that they can give them something there. And I think it's a great property to bring back for their streaming service because this is going to be an exclusive property right. to their new streaming service that comes out mid next year, if I'm not wrong, right? Exactly. Uh, something like that. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that's great. Um, Clone Wars was awesome. Um, I did not finish it. I gotta admit, I I think I watched like the first three, four seasons, if I'm not wrong. Uh, and uh, then after that, you didn't get to the, the 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 Ahsoka leaving the the Jedi Order. No, I didn't get. Uh, I get, didn't get to that. I mean, I pretty much I pretty much know what happened. It's, it's but, so emotional, man. Yeah, I don't know if it, is that still on Netflix because it, it was on Netflix. I, as far as time. I know, it's because okay. actually the actor playing Anakin was talking about. It, he was saying how the show is like timeless because people are just discovering it for the first time now on Netflix, and they're tweeting him and talking to him like, "Oh my gosh, my kids are watching and they love the show." Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's not for ten years. It's really, it's really good. So I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped for that. Uh, I, I'm definitely going to check out that Disney service now that the Fox deal is pretty much done. So uh, they're gonna, they're gonna be able to add so much and so many properties to, um, to, to that service that it's definitely going to be worthwhile. So I'm definitely going to check it out. Yep, yeah. they Disney count our pockets again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So gotta make then, the hard choice between that and Spotify. They're gonna oh. make me choose. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, so I'm trying to remember. After that panel, um, we ended up. I ended up getting lunch. Uh, went to the show floor for the first day, and uh, it's again, it's so hard to get around there. But some really cool stuff at the Lego exhibit. At uh, the Lego, sorry, um, booth. Uh, they had a, some of you might've seen this online, but yeah. a Lego Thanos that was out there. That, that was, was sick. Awesome. Yeah. They also had a Lego millennium Falcon that you could sit in. That was pretty dope. Oh, like the cockpit. Yeah. The cockpit. Okay. Nice. Then they also had, no, not the full Falcon. That would have been, that would have yeah, been, been bananas. Yeah. <laughs> that would have taken, that would have taken the, the half of the convention. The show floor, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then um, they also had a Lego Aquaman out there too, which you know had him in his uh, traditional Aquaman uh, attire that, that you see in the comics. So that was pretty cool. Before we see that trailer, which I'll get to that in a little bit. But um, the after seeing the show floor, and that's the other thing with the show floor, it's really intense. You have to get a lottery, a separate lottery. That I was like, gosh, if I would have known this, I would have put in for this. That you have to get just to be able to buy the exclusive items. So I could oh, not really? shop in the Lego shore unless mm -hmm. I had the specific ticket. And even people who had the ticket, the line was literally looped around the entire booth. 
um, almost double. So that that was intense. Same thing with Funko. I could not buy a suit of Funkos, which I was expecting to, to buy a Funko just because that's what I did Star Wars Celebration. Like I have the Greedo exclusive Funko that they have from there. It's like, oh, it's an collectible. I wanted to do the same thing with uh, the ones that they were selling exclusively at Comic-Con, but I couldn't do that unless I had the, the ticket wow. in advance. Man. So that's, that's something to know for you go first timers. If you ever go out there, uh, make sure you get into that lottery too. Yeah. Cool. Um, and uh, anything else that happened on, uh, on, on that Thursday? Yeah. Last thing on that Thursday, I closed it out with the iron fist panel because uh, you know, before I went up there, I spoke to one of the workers and he was saying like, Hey, look, Marvel's not going to be here for anything major. This is going to be the main thing that Marvel does is tonight. So you're going to want to make sure to be here early because all the other Marvel fans have the same idea. And uh, I made sure to get there early for it. And wow, Obed, I know a lot of people have uh, different feelings about the first season of Iron Fist. And I understand that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's unique. I'll say that much, yeah. you know, I, it, it I was, to give a review now. Yeah, it was, it was me. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a, you know, um, but with all that being said, they made an effort to really sell you on season two that they heard what you said and we made changes. And I like that because there's so many times you get these studios where they're just like, no, we're doing this thing. We're they, Marvel could easily be like, we're super successful. We don't care what some people say on the internet, whatever, we're going to make our money. But no, they really listen to the fans and they make sure the fans feel, especially at Comic-Con, like we know you're legit fans to be here. And we want to show you guys that we hear what you're saying. I loved that. So they, what they did is they they brought out, um, you know, Finn Jones, and they brought out um, Jessica, the actress who plays Colleen, and they also brought out the actress who plays Misty Knight uh, from Luke Cage. Which, if you saw the Luke Cage season two, you know how Colleen and her work together pretty pretty significantly, which makes sense, um, comic book wise. Uh, and then um, they also had out there, also they had the director, but they also had. Um, the this the choreographer for the show which again is because that was one of the biggest complaints was not just the story but that the fighting was cheap the the fighting yeah the fighting scenes were not super yeah. great uh, i mean daredevil is definitely like leaps and bounds over iron fist which is supposed to be a martial arts centric show so that was kind of a disappointment there a martial arts centric show with a guy who actually has powers like he has a glowing yeah. fist it should have been way more epic now they made sure to clarify that and fix that. So they the choreographer that they brought in is a guy that worked on a little movie called Creed and another small movie called Black Panther. <laughs> so this guy knows how to do fighting choreography. Yeah, now we're talking. Um, and they actually showed us, I want to say, six clips from the, from the show. I was like, dang, how much footage you guys got? And every single clip was an action sequence from the show. There's a lot of action sequences. And... With each of the clips, they made sure to show us how much martial arts they incorporate into it from you know Finn Jones, Iron Fist character. So um, it looks so good. It looks so way more intense. It might be one of the best fighting uh, choreography that I've seen on Netflix. I'm gonna yeah. actually gonna say that That's it's good. literally that far ahead, and it's it's that good. Well, that that's good to hear. That's definitely good to hear that they're making improvements. And like what you said, they're listening to fans and listening to feedback and taking it to heart and trying to make the show better. 
because even I, I know that a lot of people had issues with you know the acting and and all that and and I even mentioned it to you like I, I don't think I mentioned it on the podcast I can't remember but but I did mention it to you personally that I that I had some issues with the acting but once once you get accustomed to what these characters are it, it kind of like makes sense where they're trying to what they're trying to do and where the show is going it, it kind of makes sense at the end at the end of the season but but yeah when it when it came to the actual fighting choreography it wasn't great uh, yeah. it was it was fine it was passable yeah because it wasn't bad like it wasn't freaking samurai cop or anything yeah, like yeah. but you know but uh, it, it's a uh, you know it, it was acceptable, but yeah, absolutely. So I mean, the, the thing is, the last clip that they showed us before we went away was a really major sequence where it's like fighting to the death kind of thing. I don't want to spoil it too much, but uh, I, I really think that people are gonna like the fighting the most. Story wise, I cannot tell. Um, there's not enough information. Uh, Alice Eve came out, um, and. I'm not sure exactly what character she's supposed to be playing in Iron Fist. Um, I unfortunately had to had to step away from the panel for a hot second uh, and actually and uh, you know take care of some business and uh, so so California business. Yeah, take care take care of some business. But uh, I, they gave us they gave us a little um, card. That basically said, like, if you're in this room, you're guaranteed they'll allow you to get back in the room and have your seat back, um, which was great. So I, I was able to just quickly run out, run back in. Um, and it was funny when I ran out, um, she like literally she like I'm come back in. I'm like, who's this lady on stage? I'm like, oh, look, it's Alice Eve. I'm like, OK, cool. Um, yeah. So she's supposed to be playing, uh, if I'm not mistaken, typhoid. So. She apparently her scene, the people around me told me, hey, the scene that they just showed her through was really awesome, like a really cool sequence. But yeah, all we know she's a villain in the show, and that's it. That's another like F-tier Marvel villain there. Yes. She was, very low time. I don't I don't know if you remember, she was on, on the Electra movie. Yes. I don't yes. think she I don't think she talked at all or had like very few lines. Very minimal, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that that's pretty cool that they that they they put that character in there. But yeah, honestly, Thursday, great day. Um, I was physically beat from Thursday, and I was like, oh my gosh, I got three more days to go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so it, it the 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 show floor closed at seven. The panel ended at seven. I literally ran to get my Uber, get some food, and go to bed because I was like, I gotta wake up real early for Friday. Friday, um was really cool friday was the day uh where i went to a pretty cool youtuber panel in the morning um i the one thing i will say about comic-con that they really need to fix they've like a lot of people tell me that they've made a lot of progress but there's some things that they can still really work on you know, you're having 130,000 people reported to be there for this convention i think it was in the range of 150 including people outside but uh you're having this many people out there trying to get into a convention center where you open it at one time. You cannot have only one door open. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it was, it, it's, it, it, to me, that was, that was ridiculous. And there, you know, I know Comic-Con will respond to me and say, well, Joel, you know, at 945, we opened up this door and we opened up that door. You cannot have for the first maybe hour of walking in where everybody's expecting to get in 
that you're going to only have one door. You need to have it. And if you are going to have the one door, you need to have your employees directing people into a line, not telling people, oh, no, this is you're literally one of the workers told me, no, this is a, a, a self-formed uh, line. There is no line. You could cut ahead if you want. I'm like, that's chaos. Like that's, you yeah. literally could have had people just barge the doors and just run yeah. and nobody would stop them. So Comic-Con, please take the hit. You guys got to do a better job with getting people in the building. Um, that's just one of the main complaints I had about just the convention running and the communication between the two there. Uh, but getting in was, was cool. I got in, uh, and then I went to a, a cool, uh, YouTuber convention, got to meet, uh, John Campia, who was a, a YouTuber that I really, uh, admire. I've learned from a lot from him. I uh, actually got a picture with him. So maybe I'll go to post on social media. It was a really cool guy. One of the dudes from the fine brothers was also there. Um, so got to learn a lot from him. So hopefully bring, bring more cool content to you guys here on YouTube and, and on our podcast, a lot, learn a lot of really cool stuff there. Um, I will add this in as a quick segue here is that, uh, you know, I do want to, uh, just say that, you know, in remembrance and, and unfortunate news of hearing that John Schnepp passed away, I was out there and I had heard before I left how he got into critical condition but he literally died. Um, I found out like, maybe like an hour after getting out of that YouTube panel, and he was very close friends. I think he was actually supposed to be on that panel during that weekend. He wasn't there, so I would have actually seen him. And I've seen John Schnepp before at New York Comic Con. Um, I've heard his stuff. He's one of the big people that really pioneered for the comic book fandom, the comic book community. Um, you know, and as a filmmaker, trying to do documentaries to explain and bring the fandom together, you know, the death of Superman lives was his, that was his movie he made. And he explained about the whole Nick Cage Superman and the weird stuff that was going to happen. That didn't happen. That didn't happen because of some different stuff. But, you know, he, he was working on a movie, um, uh, like rise of the Uber nerd or something like that. Another one that he was working on, that was looking forward to. And as a fortunate hear of his passing, you know, Schnepp was, was real fan of the community i'm sure you heard about it a little bit too it's really yeah. unfortunate yeah that was uh friday morning uh yeah. that started coming out yeah um and and yeah it's super bummer that that it happened during comic-con so it was like it was like worst timing ever for Seriously. that Seriously, he was one of the biggest comic-con fans and then yeah. he died yeah, like, absolutely yeah crazy so sorry but, you know sad to hear about his passing but uh after that pan after that panel I honestly spent the rest of my day outside. Well, no, excuse me. Trying to properly recall Friday, Friday. Okay. So then I did what I do outside that day. I did one thing outside. I, I want to say that was, wasn't the purge. Uh, there was a really cool uh, purge experience they had out there. It was a uh, purge city. Basically they took like uh, a party city and made it purge city and you could go in there and actually they give you like purge money to, to, to buy different items. One of the items was this cap right here. You just got right here. Um, oh, the those really cool. <laughs> yeah. So um, really cool. Like there's free stuff. And that was the cool thing. There was so much free stuff to just give. I mean, I didn't have to buy water. Like I'm not even joking. They were giving out water. There was DC That's comics nice. branded water bottles and like, cause they're just, activations going on everywhere um free ice cream i tell you i did the uh the jack ryan experience um so the jack ryan ex oh my gosh obed they promoted so much of jack ryan out there Yeah, you told me about it yeah dude like amazon put money into it and they were one of the best 
personal experience there. So they gave us all these got it back here, these badges. If you're not watching on YouTube, you guys listen to the podcast and watch on YouTube, but uh, this is the badge they gave us. And essentially the badge had these little stuff on the back of it um, that actually, you know, the chips that, that held your data. So use you did different experiences, you unlocked different things. Um, they gave like free ice cream and all this different stuff there. But I wanted to do the VR experience. That line, you had to be one of the first hundred people to get there. So people literally slept slept overnight just to be one of the first hundred people to do the Jack Ryan experience. I wasn't gonna be me, but good for those guys. <laughs> I, the, just to get literally just to get a free cap and do the experience. Okay, but uh, that's what Comic Con's like. <laughs> um, after I did the Jack Ryan, some of the Jack Ryan experience stuff. Then I went that because that took us several hours. Then I went back inside. So I'm sitting in the cloak and dagger, waiting for the cloak and dagger panel. And I'm on Twitter, and the Twitter account says to me, uh, the halt there's a whole H Twitter account um that tells me I was just reading it and it's saying, Hey, there's a hundred seats left in the back of, of the room right now. This is like maybe four o'clock, and the Sony panel started at six. And I was like, it's 100 seats left. Maybe I should try. And the people that were around me said, go for it. Go try. I run all the way down to Hall H. And if anybody, if you've ever heard about how Hall H is, they call it Hall H hell. It's, <laughs> <laughs> you, it, it's demoralizing. You wait for hours. Again, people sleep overnight for this stuff. You would think gold was in this room. You think there was treasure or something to be found with how crazy radical people get. Um, and somehow, some way, Obed, people left from the glass man panel and I was able to sneak right into that panel. They opened the doors and said, we've got space. You can just sit right in. I came in for the bumble, sat in for the bumblebee panel and then made it into the Sony pictures panel. And I was not in the back of the room, Obed. I actually got a seat in the middle. I was like, oh, oh nice. snap, this is crazy. Yeah, because so I, I, saw, I saw your, your footage from the Bumblebee event, and that looked that like, actually got a pretty good seat there. So that was yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty dude. good. Yeah. yeah, it was great. So um, so I got a great, really great seat there, and, and uh, Haley Steinfeld's talking about her role, and they start talking about the, the villains in the movie. They're going to be triple changers. So um, the triple changers are, uh, you know, as, self-explanatory they can be boats they can be cars they can be planes you know they uh that, that's the, the villains for the movie um and then as they're talking about the villains they're like well what's how to talk about uh how do we talk about a villain with a personality or something along those lines and of course john cena comes running down the the the, the stand giving all of us high fives as he's running down he's in a full-on suit and uh you know playing his music he's he's cool he's talking with the fans explaining his stuff we see footage I'll give you a quick footage description right now. Essentially, the footage that we saw for the movie was Bumblebee's in the woods. He's uh, he's all of a sudden he turns around, he puts his battle mask on, and he's being chased by these uh, tankers and other military vehicles, and they're shooting at him. It's an amazing action sequence where he's like spinning through um, these trees and just like ex the explosions going around him. Doesn't look Michael Bay. He doesn't look too overkill, but because uh, it's not directed by Michael Bay, but it's a really cool action sequence. And then he gets stopped and cornered, almost like outside of this bunker on the mountaintop. And uh, John Cena gets out of this tank on the top, and he's got the you know the gun th uh, thing in front of him, and he's 
you know, basically like figure what's gonna do next. In a matter of seconds, you hear a plane, and Cena goes, We didn't call in the Air Force. Look, stop, the plane's flying. Of course, it's a Decepticon. Starscream. Um, yeah. Like Starscream <laughs> was in the trailer, so yeah, I'm assuming Starscream. Yep, probably Starscream. And uh yes, uh no, actually no, excuse me, it wasn't Starscream, it was one of the other one of the triple changers, I forget his name. Um he comes running in, Bumblebee starts protecting the actual like military people. The triple changer grab beats him up, grabs him, holds him by his neck over the cliff. It's something about like you're gonna die today or something. Very, very cliche, like the way he said it. And uh throw and throws him, like you know, he's he's practically all beat up and throws him, and he looks as if like the circuits in him are like half on, like as if he's like dying. And then they cut to the trailer, and I'm like, uh, what are you doing? But it was an amazing sequence. I have to be honest with you, Obed. I told you, I told you this today. I think it was today or yesterday. I said to you um, that I was not crazy on board for this movie. Like I wasn't against it, but it wasn't anything that I was like hyped about because the trailer I thought was fine. But yeah. seeing that footage, I will be in movie theaters watching watching it when it comes out because it looks good. Yeah. Also, spoiler alert: he doesn't die. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. There's. Yeah. Transformers 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. <laughs> How many now? Uh, I haven't watched night. that last one yet. The last night. Ooh. Yeah. That was rough. Yeah, last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I heard it. and sink me each time, man. <laughs> well, I keep giving them money. Now I got movie pass. I don't feel as bad. Uh, they, so after, after seeing all that footage and that stuff, then we jump into the Sony Pictures panel. First, they only showed Keys two movies. Anim the animated Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and Venom. I thought for sure we were going to see Spider-Man Far From Home, like something. Like, I didn't expect it to be anything crazy, but I said maybe we'll see something. Nothing. So not, they, they talked about Tom Holland, but they didn't show anything. So I was like, okay, interesting. And only two movies, you know? Uh, Spider-Man Spider Into the Spider-Verse saw really awesome footage for that, for that movie. Um, very raw, undone. I mean, like, some of the scenes, like, there was literally no coloring. It was just, like, CG tubes. I'm not even joking. Yeah, it was right, probably right. wireframes or or yeah, just a, yeah, or just a render without any textures or yes, or without textures. Like yep. Yeah. So um, we saw all that, but it was really cool because it was like basically like Peter uh, Miles Morales is he wakes up, you know, he's like thinks he's like hit puberty because his pants aren't fitting. Obviously, he's been bit by the bug. They they kind of reveal, but uh, you know, he's goes out to school. Uh, he bumps into this blonde girl and when he bumps into her he hits his hand right into her head and he's like i'm so sorry and she's like just let go of me and he's like i'm trying but his hand is stuck to her head <laughs> and until <laughs> so he's like this is not coming off she's like just let go of me dude and he's like i'm gonna pull really fast and really hard she's like don't do that and he's like she flips him and you're like how is this girl able to flip this guy comes in a little bit later but essentially in this show he's like in the the nurse's office and they shave the side of her head to get the, the, the hair off. The hair is still stuck to his hand. And uh, she's like, I never want to speak to you again. Kind of thing jumps a little bit later. Peter Parker is dead. Uh, Peter Parker has been found dead. So he goes to visit his memorial site. He's wearing original Peter Parker suit. Uh, uh, not original suit. He's wearing like a, almost like a costume kind of like fan suit kind of deal. So it's like, almost like a, has like a little hoodie on it kind of thing. Um, and he's at the, the memorial and he says something about like, I'm sorry, I don't want to let you down. You told me to be great or something along those lines. And I'm like, obviously whatever happened earlier in the movie, he's met Peter Parker before, but, uh, literally then as he's talking, this figure comes up behind him in, in a trench coat 
and it looks like an older Peter Parker. And uh, he says to him, like, it's all right, kid, or something. So I can't remember how. I think he, like, somehow, like, slings a rock or something and knocks him unconscious because he turns around, Miles, and knocks Parker unconscious. He's just, like, laying there, like, unconscious. And, of course, as he's holding him, he's like, oh, come, wake up. Why, like, are you, dude, are you okay? The cops pull up, and they're like, drop the body. <laughs> he just starts, literally grabs him and swinging across the city uh, with Parker knocked unconscious, being beat around all over uh, the city into a, through a subway and through the taxis and this whole crazy thing. Uh, he ends up jumping to a scene later on where he's Parker is tied up. Uh, and, you know, he's saying, like, kid, is cute, let me go. And, you know, he won't, he won't, like, get out of it. As he's talking, he gets his hands unfree. Um, they jump to another scene later where, like, he's training him. He's explaining to him that he's from another dimension. Uh, that's where we get another scene where um, we see Spider-Gwen, and she pulls off her mask. Of course, it's the same blonde girl that he bumped his earlier with the shaved head. He's like, oh, snap. Like, that's the same girl that I, I messed up her hair. Um, and then the big thing at the end was uh, essentially they had the uh, different Spider-Men or Spider-People that are going to be in the movie for the universe. They had Spider-Man Noor, uh, who's going to be voiced by Nick Cage. Uh, that was pretty cool. They also have I'm dude, I'm trying to remember her name. I don't know if you remember her. The anime girl that she has like a robot Spider-Man. You know, you know if, if you see it, you would know what I'm talking about, but I can't remember her name. If you guys know, forgive me, guys. I'm sorry. I should know this as a Spider-Man guy, but I cannot remember this at the moment. But when she jumped out, crowd went crazy. They're like, oh my gosh, we did not expect them to include her. And then we had, last but not least, because uh but, you know, Peter Parker, Peter Parker or Miles says some along the lines of like, it can't get any weirder. And then Spider-Ham walks out, <laughs> you know, looking like Porky Pig or whatever. And he's like, pleased to meet you. And he like lifts up some water from the ground and tries to give him a handshake. And it's like. Yeah, Spider-Ham is pretty, he's pretty funny. Pretty funny. Yeah. But yeah, then we we got a regular trailer that some people saw online. After that, they then transitioned to on the screen. We are Venom. Jessica Shabbat was the one who was hosting. Uh, the panel, and she says, everybody, they started handing these out to everybody. These are some Venom masks, and they hand these out to everyone. They said, this is Venom on the inside, but uh, they handed these out to everyone and said, hey, put on your masks. You had to put them on, and we had to all chant, we are Venom, we are Venom, we are Venom, until the cast came out. So that's when Tom Hardy, Riz Ahmed, and the director for Venom come running out, uh, and they talk about the movie, they then show us some footage, and the footage that we saw, I thought it was going to be dropped online. I, I wasn't. Saw, I saw I saw a still picture of it today of uh, of some of the footage that was shown. It, I mean, Venom looks like Venom, so that that's that's a thumbs up for me yeah. because yeah, he doesn't look like the Venom from Spider Man Three for for sure. So no, he's ten feet tall. Uh, when he's in the thing, what? yeah, he's he's like he's supposed to be big and you know he's big. supposed to be big. Well, I don't know if ten feet tall. Yeah, he's he big, like Hulk. Yeah. yeah, he is like Hulk. Yeah, he's big, and uh, so he he's he's pretty big. Uh, and, and you know they they show basically like the beginning of the scene sequence that we saw. Um, you know Hardy's character talking about how like he's feeling sick. 
And like he's trying to take these, he's calling like the hot, calling like, you know, a doctor's office or something. He's like, I don't feel good. Something's wrong with me. He's like popping all these pills and I jump down. He's like, have, look at him almost like a mini seizure on the ground or whatever. He goes outside and he sees in the reflection from the car, um, Venom, the, the Venom symbiote. And he's like thrown against the wall. And, you know, he's saying like, you know, you know, we are in charge here, you know, kind of thing. And, um, they're uh you know Riza Med's character is talking about how like you know the human race like is disposable or something along those lines like we need to evolve it's very much about evolution so them having the symbiote test is all about evolving the human race because the director explains us priorly that uh the movie is shown in a world where the world is not like the future of earth is not great like you know, think about the stuff that's going global warming, you know, different things along those lines where it's like, how can we evolve to survive if the earth is changing in a way that's not great? Well, they think the symbiote is the answer to maybe the future evolution of humans that they could survive. Um, so that's what they want to test on. Uh, they showcase, uh, you know, him in this, in this, uh, main, like kind of, uh, seven 11 kind of gas station, like kind of place. Um, you know, he's, he's at this, this, I forget now some lines he says there, but anyways, they show then a lot of different sequences of him actually with Venom, um, you know, having the full suit on doing stuff. There's a really cool sequence where Venom's hands actually become like sledgehammers kind of okay, thing, cool. which is pretty so cool. Yeah. So they were doing the, the, he can actually morph his hands into yes. axes and, and weapons. Yeah. That wasn't, that was completely absent from, um, from Spider-Man three, yeah. So he's so he's got these like axes kind of things in his hands. He forms. We see two different symbiotes, uh, one that's yellow, and one that's bluish. So the first, the 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 blue one was confirmed to be Riot. The yellowish one was not confirmed. I believe that to be Scream. Scream, yeah. I believe it to I'm be Scream, Scream the way it looked, but I'm not yeah. entirely sure. Some of it looked a little goofy, but I know they're probably still doing some of the fixing up, some of the production, cleaning it up a little bit, which is probably why the trailer's not online, because they probably want to clean it up a little more before the public can really analyze it. But, um, yeah, it, it, it was really cool. Be there was a really cool scene right at the end uh, where, uh, essentially, and that's probably the picture, one of the pictures I saw that leaked online is uh, Venom, like, he's kind of, he's in the store, and he's, like, holding a dude or whatever by his neck or whatever, and he says, um, you know, the, the, he tells the guy, he's as full on Venom is talking, he's like, we will, we will eat your arm, we will eat your leg, we will, like, let you run around like a, a creature with, with nothing, uh, and, you know, and then you'll die or something along those lines, and then the guy says, like, who are you? And then this amazing image, I cannot wait for you to see it open, where his face splits, like it opens up and you see Eddie Brock and half of it Venom. He's still in the suit, but just the face opens up and the teeth are in sync with the mouth. And he goes, we are Venom. And then he goes to eat the dude. And that's the cut of the trailer. It was ridiculous, Obed. The, the CG on that looks so good. Yeah, you check it out for sure. I cannot wait for you to see that scene. You'll, you'll know when you see it. But yeah, that was it for Friday. After that panel ended, they gave us all free posters. So I had to go redeem it. Ran outside to get my whole H wristband because I was told by someone when I was in line for the Sony panel, this girl told me, hey, I was told that at 8 o'clock tonight, they're going to be giving out wristbands for Hall H for Saturday. If you get a wristband, that guarantees you a seat. 
in Hall H for the first come for serve in the morning. So it guarantees you a seat. Um, so I was like, gosh, that's great. I don't have to sleep outside. And guess what was first thing in the morning? The Warner Brothers panel. What most people wanted to see. Dude, and it was probably the biggest thing at Comic-Con was that panel. It's my it was my favorite memory of the whole of the whole time being there. Yeah. Um, but so I ran outside to uh meet someone that held a spot for me. And uh I'd say around 1045 at night, they finally gave out the wristbands. <laughs> so I just camped out there with with these other fellow people up. And if you guys are listening out there, Bree, Karen. Blaine, you guys were awesome. Appreciate hanging out with you guys. I know you. We uh, we exchange information, so I hopefully I'll see you again, Nick, if I get out there another time. And thanks for following the show. And uh, we we hung out out there. Uh, we we uh, you know waited for for those wristbands, got the wristbands, and I ran back to my Uber to get to my apartment, to the apartment, wow, my hotel, and literally just crashed. Woke up six in the morning because. You had to get there by before seven, even though you have a wristband. If you don't get there before seven, they start allowing the standby line people into the line. So people who slept outside who didn't have a wristband would suddenly start bypassing people with wristbands. So because I had a wristband, so I get there seven in the morning. The panel didn't start until ten thirty, so I waited all that time. That's when I did the Facebook Live Obed. Okay. Uh, but uh, while I was in line for Hall H, get in there. That was the best panel. This is the big one. This is the, my biggest memory uh, that I have for it. All right, Joe. So to me, the, the biggest thing to come out of this Comic-Con was that freaking Godzilla trailer because that was absolutely phenomenal. It was perfect, uh, you know, the, the perfect setup for the for that movie. It was like cryptic the music was really good just the, the shots they 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 put here and there were were really good too and just seeing the the monsters you know you you see a glimpse of mothra you didn't see the whole thing you see a glimpse of king Ghidra, you don't see the whole thing you do see rodan pretty good and of course godzilla because it's, it's pretty much the same model as the uh, godzilla 2014 uh but joel that I've I've watched that trailer probably 14 times already, and every time I get teary eyed, man, it's so good. The Mothra reveal was so good. Uh, people were so hyped when that that one happened. Um, the director was really cool because like he was saying how like this is gonna be a monster film, and there's a lot of people complained with the first one. I like the first one, uh, First Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. But uh, when I say First Godzilla, within the modern universe, Brian Cranston, Godzilla's people have dubbed it. But uh, yeah, like he says there's going to be tons of monsters. He lists down some of the monsters, some of those will be seen in the in the trailer, but then he also says there's going to be some surprises. You have to assume Kong or something's going to show up in there. Well, we'll see. Uh, it makes sense, right, to preview for the next movie that they're going to have with Kong and Godzilla together. But uh, it it looked phenomenal. The showmanship for Warner Brothers, Obed, it's the best, you know, it's it's the best of the business. So, like, the minute you're in there, Aisha Tyler's uh, hosting the, 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 whole, um, the whole showcase, and she literally just says, guys, you know what we do here. Lights blink blackout, and these panel screens open up all around the room no one else does this on hall h only warner brothers 
they pay to have these screens go wrap around the entire thing. I posted some of the pictures on our on our social media. You had to be in the room. That this is one of those things like why people travel for for Comic Con. Like you get the trailer stuff that you can see online, but when you're in the room, that showmanship, the way they do it, mm-hmm. it's an experience that I'll never forget. Uh, and the opening uh, sequence with Ready Player One and Godzilla screaming across the screen. That the sound system's ridiculously good. Um, they ha- gave us all these wristbands when we came in there. Um, I was like, "What are these for?" They actually uh, were those like wristbands that glow um, different colors that they can actually control what colors they were. Yep. But they okay. usually at the concerts and whatnot. Yeah. So like. The first thing that opens up is you have the we had first the Harry Potter one, uh, the Harry Potter Fantastic Beast uh panel, and literally, um, Newt's commander, the actor who plays him, it comes like the room goes black, he comes up on the screen, he's moving his wand around, and all of our things are glowing blue, and it's as if like the, he's controlling the magic of the room, like as it goes through. It was just great showmanship. Johnny Depp showed up at the end there, um, too, in fallen character, that was pretty cool. Then we got right into Godzilla, and when Godzilla came up, the trailer, our things are glowing red with him as is the scenes are red. Um, it was just a fantastic time. From there, that's when they go right into, as they're dubbing it, they're, they, they've changed the name. You know, We've always referred to it as DC Films, right? The DC Films division. They're calling themselves now the world of DC. Yep. So, the, so no, it's no longer the DCEU. It's no longer the DC Cinematic Universe. It's is the worlds of DC, yeah. The world so they actually DC. are they are actually branding it, and I think they're actually being very smart with this branding, because when you call it the worlds of DC, you don't necessarily mean that you're going to have a cohesive universe. You can do one-offs, and you can do this different things, and it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Joker so, film, <laughs> exactly. So, so they're being very, very smart with this branding. Yep. Um, that that they that they just announced at, at the event, so that makes a lot of sense. You know, yep. maybe we'll get one-off Batman movies, and maybe yeah. they're maybe they're trying to do something like what they do with their animated movies, where they are not all in a cohesive universe. You know, they oh. all do their separate things, and that may that may be a great idea because that that may work for them. You know. That's true. That's a good point, Obed. I, I didn't think of it that way. I love their animated films, how, they, how they've done uh, most yeah. of them. Oh, yeah, they're good. Um, so, the yeah, like the world of DC was their big reveal, and they started it off with Wonder Woman. Uh, it goes right away to Wonder Woman, and they confirmed the title, Wonder Woman 1984, because before that, the only thing we had to assume was Wonder Woman 1984 was the hashtag, because that's what, um, what Gal Gadot used when she put out the first official image for Wonder Woman 2. Uh, was that Wonder Woman, hashtag Wonder Woman 84. So people were assuming like, you know, that's going to be the title, Wonder Woman 84. But they did confirm when they actually had the official logo for it come up, Wonder Woman 84. So that's uh, Wonder Woman 1984 is going to be the actual title for the the sequel to, to Wonder Woman, which is a, a cool, cool, solid title. So I'm just calling it Wonder Woman 2. I like that. Uh, Gal Gadot came out. Pat, well, first Patty Jenkins came out, Gal Gadot and Chris Pine came out. So... When they come out on stage, of course, what's one of the first questions? Chris Pine, uh, how are you here? Your character, spoiler <laughs> alert, guys, the movie's been out for, for a bit now. Uh, your character died in the first movie, and he just jokes. He's like, I can't say anything if I'm here. I'm just here for emotional support, you know, for, wow, nice. for the fans out there. It's, but obviously, he's in the movie. 
Yeah, um, so I'm wondering how they're going to do that because it's referenced in Justice League that she's still bummed about what happened. And even on the first Wonder Woman movie with the picture and all that, you know, <laughs> that you reference back. So I don't know. How is he there? I don't, maybe it's he's the a magic vision of, in her mind. It's the magic of the worlds of DC, man. Magic of the worlds uh -huh. of DC. DC's always been the more magic side, though. You know, Marvel's always been a little more sciencey. DC's always been a little more magical. Yeah, that's true. I mean. That's true. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so he's there to confirm why. Gal Gadot says to us that um, you know, look, we've only been in produ production for three weeks, but we're gonna show you guys something. And she begged, I mean, they begged us, please do not like put this stuff on the internet because it's not finished, it's very raw, and like we want this to be a safe room kind of the idea because we want like Warner Brothers to allow us to keep bringing you guys exclusive stuff. But if you remember from last year, nothing exclusive happened with Warner Brothers. They put every trailer they had online. And the year yeah. before that, they did the same thing. So you didn't have to be in Hall H. But this year, they gave us exclusive. This exclusive footage was about 60 seconds long. Very basic. She's in a, a mall. She sees a little girl. She throws her across the uh, the mall into like a, a like a big plush teddy bear kind of toy by a toy store. Turns around, there's these two dudes that have guns up in, in the mall. She uses her lasso of truth on them, winds them up, pulls them down. Uh, that's like the second from the second floor to the bottom floor of the of the mall. And, you know, beats them up. Kind of cool, quick segment there. And then it says, you know, Wonder Woman coming um december you know, or december or i believe 2019 and then they said then it jumps to a quick footage of her just running down the street i have to be honest with you obed they did not have to show us this footage i'm okay with it i'm indifferent but i'm glad it's not on the internet i hope it doesn't because it like people might take it the wrong way because it does not look good like the coloring is really bad yeah it's unfinished i mean it's unfinished it's into production like her body and the suit and everything just doesn't look right because i think the cg is up like whatever they did with the first movies or whatnot like it just looks very unique especially the one that really stuck out to me is her running her running down this looks so fake dude like it looks and I remember seeing the footage because she's like on a harness being pulled. So she's just kind of gliding down. And it looks like she's gliding down the street. <laughs> like her feet's never touching the ground. It was like, mm -hmm. but that yeah, was cool that they showed something. But from there, they jumped right to Shazam. And uh, Zach Levi came out, showed some so the show to so the Shazam trailer, which that came out online. That, that oh, was your thoughts on Shazam. All right. So, you know, you know how we've been, you know, we've ripped we it. We we've been we've been pretty pretty rough on this movie, right? And it's because of not because of Zachary Levi, no, not because of it being DC, just the the pictures that get that got out, and even some of the promotional stuff that got out there wasn't great. Um, but seeing that this movie is the antithesis to Batman versus Superman was a breath of fresh air. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really funny. And um, I'm, I'm not going to run and watch this movie in the theaters. But I'll, I'll watch it and I know I'll probably have a good time with it. Nice. Yeah, I have to be real. That was the thing. Was Like you said, it was a breath of, breath of fresh air because it's very lighthearted. And I said yeah. that in my tweet when I put out there. It was not what you would have expected from the typical DC universe that's been created. A lot of color, very lighthearted, very jokey. Very, very kitty. Um, you know, it gave you like the feels of it. Kind of gave you like the uh, the movie Big with Tom Hanks. It kind of got a little bit of that yeah. feel. 
Yeah, it's um, like like big with Ant Man, kind of like that. Yeah, sort of like that vibe. And I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that trailer quite a bit, Joel. Gotta, I still am not crazy about honest. the suit. I have to be honest. I'm yeah, still not crazy still- about it. But it's not it's not as horrendous as it looks in the tra- like in the trailer. It looks like passable. Like even like in the cape thing, it kind of. But yeah, I think it, the pictures didn't do it. Yeah, the big the pictures didn't do it justice. Like uh, on on screen, it looks definitely better than yeah. But it looks cool. I mean, the movie looked good. Last thing they had was, of course, Aquaman. Jason Momoa comes jumping out. The screens open up. He comes jumping out like like a wave, as if he jumped off of a wave right into the crowd. And uh, he, you know, brings out the cast. Uh, <laughs> it was a little awkward seeing uh, Amber Heard on stage after knowing Johnny Depp was just out there. That's another story. I'm not. I'm not in entertainment tonight, but you get the idea. Um, but anyways, she came out there, and the rest of the cast came out there, and they gave us a little more of insight in the movie, confirming what we had thought that it is about finding uh, the king's trident. You know, so that's what the real storyline of the adventure is. We get the main trailer that everyone saw online, the official reveal. Um, James Wan looked like a kid in a candy store. He was so happy to be there. He had tweeted the night before that he was just walking around Hall H, like doing rehearsals or whatever um so that was pretty cool but like he looked so happy to finally be there and show us stuff he showed us the trailer everyone's seen it online first trailer is good i mean it, it's a good trailer like it, it really looks good it didn't yeah. make me like get more excited for it, it just maybe like be, see happy because it look because the movie actually looks good um like you know kind of deal uh but the second bit of footage that they showed us that they only showed us in hall h obed now that got me excited that footage was more of the adventure and the action that we expect. It's the, he said it's an action fantasy film, and you get that sense from the footage that we saw. The second part, the way the characters interact, is basically Mera and Aquaman, Arthur Curry, um, walking through the desert. They're trying to find the original Atlantis, and uh, you know it's in the middle of a desert, which makes sense, right? Like, but for they finally get to the place, then Arthur Curry's like. How could this be Atlantis? There's literally no water here. They have a MacGuffin of some kind. Did not just say what the name of it was, as far as I remember. Uh, it's kind of like a size of a can bottle kind of thing. Um, and she put Mira puts it on like this key thing to unlock. You know, to fit in and oh, unlock this door or whatever. And it does nothing. Um, there's a fun. Uh, you know, she goes up. She goes, oh, of course, no water, because he makes a comment about water, and he's she's like, well. You know, you saying that triggered me to think we need water. She goes right up to his face, pulls the sweat from his head, creates like an orb of water, and then puts it on the actual piece, and the whole thing starts working. And, uh, of course, then Aquaman makes a joke where he's like, that's too easy. Couldn't you just pee on it? <laughs> and <laughs> we all start laughing. But uh, it op- opened, you know, it opened the, the, the thing. There's like a big hologram. And uh, this dude with you know with the stick or whatever is talking to him, saying like, "Well, to find the trident, you must go below or whatever." You know, very <laughs> cliche again, whatever. Just beat the final boss. To get yeah, him. yeah, it felt like it felt like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, they cut further on in, in it to uh, basically they're back like outside in this kind of deserty looking, kind of like Middle East ish kind of style wherever they were, um, like an abandoned city kind of deal. And you know, Mira's looking at this map, or whatever, and I don't know where. Black Manta comes jumping down. His suit looks great because he was the original suit. Yeah, um, it looks really. It actually looks surprisingly good, man. Looks really good. His minions are around him. 
And it's ensues this great action sequence. The, the, the half a glimpse you got in the trailer of Mira jumping off the rooftops, and that was the full sequence that we saw. And that sequence was so good, Obed. The action on that um, it made me feel like almost like a Superman esque kind of fight, like like they're full on powers of speed and strength, and just the way they were using the lasers on on uh, Black Manta's mask, you know, helmet. Um, it, it looked great. The mat, the last shot of the footage that we saw was a money shot of Arthur Curry turning around the Aquaman suit, the original orange and green suit, and it, he looked great in it. Um, so that was really cool to see that they kept that in there. But Aquaman looks great. That was how they ended the show, and I was just like, thank you, Warner Brothers. You gave us a show in Hall H. Yeah, they definitely brought it, and and they needed uh, – I- and we've said it, man, multiple times on the podcast. DC needs to get in the good graces of their fans, and I think they're doing a good job. I and, agree. And uh, you can definitely tell that they're listening to feedback. They're they're being serious about being good to their fans and bringing more other people in. So I think I think the future looks bright, Joe, for, for yeah. DC. I think they're going to bring it around. As long as they figure out what they're what are they gonna do with you know the the Ben Affleck Batman stuff and if Henry Cavill's gonna be back a Superman once they figure that out, I, I don't I don't see why this is not gonna be a, a good hopefully a, a good run of movies for for DC and Warner. But yeah, they brought it. They brought it. I agree. Great. And the rest of the day, honestly, I spent I did the uh, DC experience outside in the uh, Hilton across the street. I don't say it was the Hilton. Uh, that was pretty cool. The big thing I want to point out, they had like a Swamp Thing experience, a Harley Quinn experience. Harley Quinn was cool. You basically got a baseball bat and just start to beat up stuff inside this room, like paint splattering and all that. Nice. That was fun. Uh, the Swamp Thing was like a scary room kind of deal. Like you had to kind of walk through and things fall on this person dressed with the swamp thing arm kind of goes off against you in the dark and you're running with the people around you <laughs> to get out of the scary room. They also had a court of owls experience. So I was, I was like a scary, it was a scary room with literally like people with the owl masks kind of pop their heads out at you to scare you. That was a lot of fun. I love that. Um, they had a doom doom patrol room. That was pretty cool. But the last one that I really wanted to point out with this was uh, the Dick Grayson experience. So the Dick Grayson one, was a basically a setup promotion for the Titan show, which we've talked about. Oh boy. Yeah, here it comes. I probably took a picture to prove this and I will post it on social media. Guys, they kept uh gosh, um uh they kept uh the name of, of, of the they're it's escaping me right now at the moment. Um Star um what's her name? The Starfire. Starfire. They kept her in the exact same getup, dude. That we uh, saw was, yeah, yeah, I see also the trailer too. Uh, wait, so we saw the trailer. Like the That's Robin the costume is fine. The Beast Boy costume, it's fine. I mean, if you don't want to go with a campy green dude, that's you know what I understand. But but the dude. the Raven costume is like the most generic thing that you can do. But dude, the the the, the and even like the graphics on Raven, like with her using her powers, the Photoshop and, glass, like, it looks really bad. Like dude. I was like the stuff with with Robin looks really good, like the decoration mm-hmm. stuff because it's grounded. But yeah. once they started to get to the characters with powers, it looked so bad. I was like, oh, I know. it took me out of it. I know like, it's trying to be serious, but it's not working. 
And yeah, this is not shade on the actress. I want to make that clear because there's some stuff going on, on social media nope. where she had to disable her, her thing. I will not. And you can listen, listen to our last episodes where we talked about this. I, I We're on the record. We never talked bad about the actress. It was nothing to do with her. We were talking about the portrayal of the character. Why is she look like someone that was walking down the street? I would not consider her to be that superhero. And, that's and all costume, I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Our issue, our, costume. Our issues with a co with a costume design for yep. for this specific character. And I know that they're probably trying to go with a with a thing, but that thing's definitely not working. Yeah, I'm, so I'm hoping that this is, on Earth as an alien. Not yeah, I'm, I'm I'm hoping that this is just a like a hey, I have this costume for reasons. And then maybe after, you know, a second episode, we'll get something different. Like a Martian Manhunter kind of thing. Like, I'm an alien undercover like this. Exactly. And then switches yeah. into a really cool, like, you know, get up. But, yeah, that was the big thing with Titans there I wanted to give you because I spent uh, I spent almost five hours in that area. It was yeah, the, the Dick Grayson thing, the only thing is, again, the F Batman is like, why? And why, why is he murdering people? Because... Like, isn't Dick Grayson supposed to be like the voice of reason in the whole thing? I so, can't even tell you, bro. <laughs> so, so that was like they made choices, and I they're they're man, they're, they're they should call this show Gillette because it's so edgy. Edgy, Seriously. it's sharp. I know, uh, man. Yeah, it's not it's not good. Uh, but that was it for that day. Last day, Sunday. Um did a lot of different experiences outside. Did the Jack Ryan escape room thing. That was really cool. Um, hopefully there's some videos that go out on YouTube or something with it. But that was like, you know, like we're here in Orlando, guys. Like we've got like an escape room kind of experience thing out here and whatnot. Dude, it was it was like that kind of caliber. The kind of stuff people pay for to experience. It was an amazing nice. escape room. That's Laser cool. beams going across, and you have to literally like you're locked in the room. You have to figure out how to connect the stuff and move things around to unlock doors and find keys. There was real money, Obed. They actually started falling from the sky, what? and you could just take it. And I was like, this is awesome. Well worth the wait. <laughs> nice. That experience was great. Um, then uh, after I did that, I went on the show floor and uh, bought a couple cool stuff. I bought a Daredevil comic. Uh, I bought a walking Chewbacca. That was one of eight that was there. Uh, I also got an exclusive um, Chewbacca. It's not a Funko. I forget the name of it now. It was, it's a figure that he actually has the goggles from Solo. Uh, you know, that was the gist of of my of my my time at Comic Con. Oh, but it was full of a lot of stuff where I just didn't have enough time to do everything I wanted to do, and yet I did a lot of cool stuff, as you guys just heard. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. I'm glad you had fun, man. Thank you, thank that's you. That's excellent. That's excellent. Uh, and I know that we'll be back again next week with a regular news cycle. There's a bunch of stuff that that we want to talk about, but. Um, that's pretty much what we got for you guys tonight. Uh, if you guys enjoyed it, uh, Joel's going to go ahead and, uh, plug the Insta snaps and, the and Snapgrams. the, and the Snapgrams and all this, this things that the, you kids are into. That's right. Uh, guys, thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to us here in a little time. We always appreciate it. And we want to stay connected with you. Go ahead. You can always use some more friends, right? So why not follow us No Low Time? You can follow us at No Low Time. That's at No Low Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Also, if you guys would go ahead and make sure that you're subscribed to us. If you're listening to us or audio version, we're on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. 
Go ahead and subscribe. If you're subscribed on iTunes, please throw us a review. We'd really appreciate that. Also, if you would go ahead and subscribe to our video version on YouTube. If some of you are watching us with us here on YouTube, cool video version. I was holding up some cool things you would only see if you're watching us here on YouTube. So subscribe to the show and like us and drop us a comment on there too. Also, we want to encourage you guys to feel that you can communicate with us. So you can always shoot us an email to nolotime at gmail.com. That's nolotime at gmail.com where you could send us questions, comments, feedback, maybe even discuss it here on the show. We really appreciate you guys, and we look forward to the next episode here on No Low Time. Yeah, thank you guys for joining us, and we will see you again next show.